We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the VMNBA show. Your host, Nick the Lamb here, playing point guard tonight, joined again by my backcourt mate after his one-week hiatus last week. Hey, what should- it do? Yo, I was I got injured. I, I pulled my hamstring last week. I don't know what happened, man, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I got the treatment. Um, you know, you know, you know, training staff did a phenomenal job to get me back on the court tonight. Uh, super excited to talk some hoops uh, ahead of um, what will be Boston's elimination game. <laughs> yeah, it do- After, it does, yeah, it does seem like that. I'm really upset. You know, we tried to uh, give you guys a little behind the scenes. We tried our best, folks, to record um, to record yesterday because yeah. I really wanted to get this episode out before we had this game tonight. And the game we're talking about more so than the other is. Out west, um, two-two game five, Rockets Warriors. But the, the Western Conference Finals in the semifinals, uh, NBA Finals too, arguably, arguably, depending on how you how you feel about these teams out east, which we'll get to in a little bit. But shout out to Tim last week, hopping on, uh, holding it down with me. Um, Imp, let me just ask you real quick because you know uh, one thing throughout the years is I don't I don't mind admitting defeat. And I kind of admitted defeat to Tim on his James Harden takes. And then in return, James Harden had his two best games of the series and the Rockets have tied it at 2-2. So how, how do you just feel about James Harden? Do you think uh, the narrative has changed on him at all a little bit? Guys, just for the record, we're all over the place on this episode. So just bear with us. I'm going to try my best to keep these timestamps in order. But how do you feel about James Harden and has the narr- a narrative changed on him at all? And what regards do you mean has it changed? So I feel as if outside of game one, where I think the officiating kind of took over what that game really was, like that was a really close game. It was a one possession game until the last shot, you know? Yeah. Up until Eric Gordon stepped out of bounds on that like loose ball where honestly, man, if Houston steals that game one, the talking different. point is well, not only is the series different, but the talking point is like, yo, Kevin Durant, Shady had the worst turnover in NBA history. Yeah, like, that was a really bad turnover that he had on that. But well, you know, it's one of those things where you never remember the mistake if it doesn't come back to hurt you. For sure. So I think Harden has played the last two games exceptional. 
compared to what he played in the first two. But I do think that, you know, he's not clutch and he's not a playoff guy. Do you think that has changed at all? I, I think that the, the benefit of his game is is the ability to score even when he's having an off night, right? Like we, we talk about it. I think we talked about it two weeks ago where he he had, I think he scored like, he hit like four baskets, but he still scored over 21 points or, or, or 20 something points. So I think that he's early in the, earlier in the series, um, they were too caught up with the referees and getting calls and they weren't playing basketball. Uh, and I think as the series has progressed and as they've gone home, um, you know, they're kind of just worried about playing basketball and they're not worried about getting calls here, getting calls there. They're just playing and they're not thinking as much and they're just playing. Um, and that definitely bodes well for that team. Um, they go as he goes. We know that. Um, you, you know, you had a hot take, you know, by saying that you think Farid and Austin Rivers are better than Ariza and Luke. Um, uh, you know, it, it, the take is a little bit better now because they tied the series up, but 2-0, um, you know, you were calling yourself a moron. So we'll see. I, I'm I'm just impressed with how they battled back. You know, Dan Tony's an elite coach. Um, Chris Paul is severely underrated on defense, even though he's an all NBA guy. Um, and, and 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 they're not getting much from Capella, at least earlier in the season early in the series, right? Like tell me mm -hmm. not. He's yeah, no, he was he was a non factor. Draymond Green was absolutely dominating him. And yep. I think Draymond Green has Draymond Green has really become a guy who I don't give a damn about the regular season. I'm going to turn up come second round of the playoffs. Because, yeah. yo, he was such a liability. Watching the Warriors all year, I was like, damn, son. He was really the guy that – I wouldn't call him a glue – how would you he describe is, the Dr glue guy, Draymond, right? Draymond is a glue guy. He's a really good glue guy, though. Yeah. he's. You know what he's really good at? He's really good at playing a pick and roll, like two-on-one. Like he'll be. He's really good at kind of scoping out what's going to happen and then – pressing up or, or falling a bit back. He plays the pick and roll probably better than any other defender in the league. But you're right. He needs to be surrounded with talent. But don't get me wrong. He's talented in himself. But he's he is, you know, the definition of a glue guy, without a doubt. Yeah, and, I, I you know, he was always the guy that made this team really unique because you could go small with him and he could play well against centers and whatnot. But it does seem like he was someone that turned up Yeah. Uh, come this this round of the playoffs more so than last round um all right like i said guys we're gonna be hopping around a lot uh let's get into vm shoot around we have a lot of questions i'm gonna take i'm gonna take a question from our discord which if you want to join the discord go to patreon.com slash veterans minimum for a small small monthly fee a donation uh by you, the fans. Uh, thank you so much for all the donations and the subscriptions that we've gotten in Patreon. But if you want to join the Discord, I believe it's a $5 a month. And it's really cool, man. We have many, many channels. Depending on the sporting event, the the chat is popping. Once again, Champions League imp. Crazy. Uh, uh, what, what was going on with Liverpool, man? That's man, crazy. man. You know, just to step into VMFC mode real quick. Uh, Liverpool was down 3-0 after losing in Barcelona come back into Liverpool without three of their best guys. You know, just to paint the picture, imagine if Steph Curry, um, let's go Steph Curry, Iggy, and Draymond Green. That's how I'd compare the guys that were missing for Liverpool weren't playing, and then they just came back, you know, where in soccer it's it's a one-game outing. They needed to score four goals. They scored four goals, came back and won. And then even today, man, Ajax going into Spurs and Tottenham, uh, they win 1-0 last week in England. Now they come in, back into the Netherlands First half, it's 2 nothing. Ajax. Everyone's Ooh. like, what up? Light the piff. Amsterdam. Red light. It's legal out there. Legal out there. You know, they're celebrating. They're going. And then before you know it, this guy, uh, Lucas Mora, scores a hat trick for Tottenham in the second half. 95th minute and one second game winner. What up? Buzzer Damn. beater. That's sort the Champions of, League. Sort of Damian Lillard. Bye-bye to the fans. Oh, so now we have an all-England affair for the Champions League final. Forever second place. When you think of Liverpool and Tottenham, just forever second place. Now they're going to play for the biggest trophy in all of club soccer. So it was it was tremendous. But uh, yeah, as far as um, that Discord. goes, you know, with the Discord. So for a small fee, $5 a month, you can get in that. So I'm going to take a question from the Discord imp. And I got one from uh, VM Twitter at Veterans Minimum. I will say, guys, a lot of your questions... We're going to skip over because we're going to touch on, you know, like, for example, it's like, oh, if the Warriors don't win the title this year, 
uh, who is kind of thing, um, what's going to happen with Kawhi and the Raptors. So it's like all these things we're going to touch on. So, Imp, do you want to go VM Discord first or VM Twitter? VM Twitter first. All right, VM Twitter. Ooh, this is a good one. This is right up our alley. You know, anytime we get a chance to talk about a 17-win team, Nick, uh, Imp, the Knicks, there we go. Let's go. You know, we're going to do it because, you know, number one, it's our backyard. backyard. Number two, it's our team. And number three, it's our show. So, uh, would you rather from Jeremy A. Wade? And you know how I feel about would you rathers? These are usually, um, you know, geared towards members of the opposite sex. Yeah, but this one is geared towards a scenario which, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. But would you rather have Kemba Walker, Kawhi Leonard, and Zion or Kyrie, KD, he said the seventh pick, but no matter what, the Knicks could get the fourth pick at worst. So let's. I'm going to change that up a little, Jeremy. The question is, would you rather have Kemba Walker, Kawhi Leonard, and Zion, or Kyrie Irving, KD, and the fourth pick, you know, Chad Ford at the moment has Cam Reddish. Oh, man. The floor is yours. I'll be honest with you. After our initial... You know, my my initial reaction was KD and Kyrie, without a doubt. Mm. But after watching what Kawhi's been doing in the playoffs, it's it's it, it's kind of a tough decision. But I would still go because then you also get Zion too. You're getting Zion and Kawhi Leonard and Kemba Walker. Whereas yeah. you know what I'm saying. So oh, man, I'd still lean Kyrie, KD, and Cam Reddish. That's who I'd rather have. Just because, like, who would be able to stop them? Just, like, space, tons of shooting, tons of scoring. Each of those guys will probably be able to get you 25, 30. Maybe not Cam Reddish, but KD and Kyrie at any moment will be able to give you 30. Um, Damn. Great question, though. That's a great question because what you get on the other end is you get a little bit more on defense, right? Not Kemba Walker, but if you bring in Zion and you get Kawhi, that's a little bit more of a defensive you know, uh, a focused team and, and yo, my bad. It's we've, tough. We've, it's tough. Yo, we've drafted mad dudes that are defensive specialists. Can yeah, we like, get buckets? Can I get someone to just drop forty on a given night? That's what yeah. I want. Buckets now, man. We got Mitchell Robinson, who honestly, the more it's going, man, steal of the draft. Uh, you get him in the second round, sort of Rudy Goberish. Gobert yeah, was, was like, was he a second round pick or a late first? I want to say he was a late, like in the twenties, yeah. which you know in the NBA for the most part, more times than not, there are exceptions to the rule, of course. But for the most part, man, if you're a lottery pick, you pan out, and then after that, it's kind of a coin flip, maybe even less. You know, you're looking yeah. at like a forty percent chance that the guy will be a a guy that'll be on your roster for a decade. You know, so and, and he came over in the mellow trade, which is which is sensational because it proves that we got some value for him. And and it, what's unfortunate is he it was it was a it was a one year one year you know, flame out in OKC for Melo. So, you know, you know, to say that we won that trade would be an understatement. Yeah. So look, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with KD just because. Yeah, for sure. I, it's KD. It's the best player in the NBA. Yeah. He's the best player in the league right now. Um, or, yeah, you, I mean, at this point, I'd probably still take LeBron, but yeah. today, today I'd probably still take LeBron, but who, who would I rather give a four year deal to tomorrow? It'd probably be KD, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, also, um, with Kyrie, too, you know, he's a guy who I believe only Jordan and LeBron average more points than him in closeout, you know, in uh, win-or-go-home yeah. games. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens tonight. You know, we are recording prior to the Wednesday slate of games, both the Bucks and the the Warriors game fives being played today. I, um, I just... Uh, I, I have to go with KD, Kyrie, yeah. in the seventh pick here. Yeah. So it's you like, know what, man? We are taking a big risk because Zion could be a guy in five, six years. We're talking about yeah. in the same breath as like your Giannis and your KDs kind of thing, you know? Without a doubt. So yeah, that's, a, of, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. That's hell a of a one. question there. Hell of a question. All right, next question comes from Discord. Um, of these options, who would you start a franchise with, and why? Four options. You ready? This is from one Taron. Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic. Okay, can I tell you the one I'm not starting a franchise with? Go. Ben Simmons. 
Because he can't shoot. Yo, he can't. Like, not only, not only can he not shoot. Yo, he doesn't even try to shoot. Yeah. Like, yo, I would respect you more, son, if you would go like 0 for 10 from the field. And you're uh, just try- like, yo, there's times, man, where he just doesn't try at all. Like, he yep. doesn't even think about it. Yeah. I, I would, I'm going to eliminate Jason Tatum mm. just because I think he's not, you know, he's in the same room as those guys, but he's not sitting at the front of the class with those guys, you know? Um, it comes down to Luca. Oof, man. Uh, slight lean Luca for me, actually. Donovan, but what I love about Donovan Mitchell is just like all his teammates have such great things to say about him. Like the, the Kyle Korver kind of tangent that he went on after that playoff game where he was just like talking up Donovan Mitchell OD. OD. He's like, I've never, I've never been, you know, around a, a, a player this young that's like holds himself accountable and is such a great leader. Um, but I just think that Luka Doncic's talent level is uh, unmatched. So I, I slightly Luka out of those guys. Although I'd actually put Ben Simmons. If I had to rank him, it would be Luka, Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum. Yeah, you know what? I could get behind that because I agree with you. Though I do like Mitchell because I do think that I do think that you need a guard in this NBA that could get you buckets. Yep. But Luca could get you buckets too. And he could get you like triple doubles. So you yep. do have that also. Yeah. Um for me it's Luca. Yo, think and about the age how- and the age too. He's so much younger than like Donovan Mitchell, if I'm not mistaken, is twenty three years old, right? Uh twenty two. Uh, I have his Wikipedia up right now because I was checking as you were talking because I did want to factor that in also. Ben Simmons is twenty two. Um Donovan Mitchell's twenty two. Jason Tatum might be twenty or twenty one, but I think Luca's still nineteen, right? So you get to, you get the age. Yeah, I think, you get, the, I think you get the you get you get a year or two. So give me the talent and the fact that he's the youngest too. Yo, you know what's wild, man? Think about where we're at right now and where we were just a year ago around this time. It's like, yo, Ben Simmons, Tatum, shit. I wouldn't if I'm the Celtics. Am I giving up Tatum for Anthony Davis? Like In these are conversations. But I'm saying these are Last conversations year, you, we were yeah. having. We're like, yo. Man, you line up the numbers, he's having better production as a rookie than Paul George, Kawhi Leonard were having. And that was like the prototype, right? Jason Tatum was going to be a better offensive player than the Paul Georges and the Kawhi Leonards. And then like Ben Simmons, like, yo, Ben Simmons, man, he hasn't improved at all. Like he's kind of giving you the same shit he gave you last year. And is that concerning? Like if you, oh, all right, per- perfect segue. Great, great question, guys. Uh, shout out to all you guys that sent in the questions for VM Shoot Around, uh, both in Discord and um, the Twitter page. Uh, perfect segue into you know we're gonna we're gonna do some would you rather as, as well over here right now, and you know touching on this opening series that we'll get to you know Raptors and Sixers. A lot of the talking points have been what are you gonna do with the Sixers team? Right, they're down three one, kind of kind of quiet. Right, I'd say it's kind of quiet over there. Um, no, it's three two. I'm sorry, three two, three two. Yeah, three two. But like game game five winners in a in a best of seven series tie two two winner of game five. Eighty two percent of the time that team goes on to win the series. The last time it didn't happen last year's Warriors Rockets team, where the Rockets won game five, but the Rockets also lost Chris Paul, and then they had a scenario that's never happened before. And then they went ice with, cold. They went ice cold from three. So. With that being said, right, they drop game game five right now. Uh, game six is tomorrow. But like, yo, you ra- Simmons or Embiid, man, because that seems like that's gonna that's been the big talking point. And yo, there's a lot of red flags with both of these guys. Yeah, if 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 you ask me, it's it's Simmons by a hair, um, just because of the lack of of, of concern on the injury front. Like, I understand that this is a it's a it's a it's a shooter's league now. All these teams are spacing the floor um, and shooting the rock, and I, and I totally get that. But at the same time, I'm just worried about Joel Embiid. He's, I think he's still, at this point of his career, I think he's still missed more games than he's played. And look, he's an all-NBA talent, um, definitely in the conversation for MVP. But dude, if it's if it's a, but if the question is like who would I rather have long term, it's Ben Simmons just because of I, I'm not as concerned. Look, he missed his rookie year, but generally speaking, he's been fine. He's been gassed. He looks tired. We know that, um, you know, but in the same breath, like you surround Ben Simmons with four really good shooters and, and, and I guarantee you'll be successful. So slight lean Ben Simmons of the two, 
Uh, Joel, Joel Embiid is super underrated on the defensive side of the ball, without a doubt. Definitely a defensive player of the year candidate as well. Um, but I just the injury concerns are, are, are worrisome, and and he's kind of immature at times too. You know, like he he he's twenty five years old, and and sometimes you wonder if he's really like twenty one. Mm. Um, so slight lean Simmons uh, on my side. Yo, so th- this is a really tough one, and I've been thinking about it all day because. I think clearly the better player is Embiid. Yes. Right? Like, yo, Embiid is... I mean, we talked about him being All-NBA first or second. Like, it's either you're you're Jokic or you're Embiid for first or second team. But regardless, that means he's a top 10 player in the league this year. Um, But, yo, there's just always some shit with him, right? It's my thumb. It's my shoulder. It's my back. It's my knee. It's... Upper, upper respiratory uh, issues. He had the shits the other day. It's also concerning where it's like, oh, uh, pregame report and be good to go after 30 minutes of treatment and uh, cortisone shots. It's like, yo, I don't want that. Right? I, I don't want that. And he's, he's 25 years old. Simmons is 22. Um, yo, who would you rather have over the next five years? Spent Simmons for me. And look, I mean, I feel like he'll be able to develop a jump shot a bit. Like, Giannis literally came into the league shooting nothing, right? And then this year he's kind of like slightly below the league average from three, if I'm not mistaken. Or he's he's, he's next year he's going to be shooting the league average from three, and then everyone's got to watch out for Giannis next year. But like I think that can be developed. Whereas if you're injury plagued, you're injury plagued, and there's kind of nothing you could do about that. Um, it's a tough one, man. That's a really tough one. The problem is like. It's like when you have Embiid on the court, traditionally speaking, he's in the post, he's on the block, he's under the rim. Ben Simmons can only go to that part of the court. He can't shoot. So the paint tends to be clogged when Ben Simmons or Embiid are on the court together. So that's why, although I I disagree with the idea of having to trade one or the other, I kind of, I can understand it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And if I was Embiid this offseason, I would just literally do nothing but shoot three-pointers. The entire offseason, if I'm Joel Embiid, I'm shooting threes. If I'm ben, if I'm Ben Simmons, I'm doing the same thing. But just to kind of help space the floor, but if you keep them both, you have to get Embiid shooting better from three. And this, it's so weird, right? It's the same shit, similar to what happened to Chris Bosh, right? When he went to the Heat, he had to adjust his game because obviously he had to take a backseat to LeBron, and him and LeBron occupied the same space on the floor. Where LeBron was good was where. Chris Bosh was good. Same shit happened to Kevin Love, right? Now, who's who's the alpha though on this team? Like who's who's the main guy? Because if you if you go on NBA Twitter and you follow Celt- uh Sixers fans, excuse me, like Embiid is the baby face. Embiid is who the fans like. The He's fans the process. Enjoy. He is the process. He embodies what they are. Yeah. Whereas Simmons, it's kind of like I feel like a lot of Sixers fans feel the way I do. He came into the league hot, took the lead by storm, right? I, I'm going to push back a little bit on the Giannis and Simmons comparison, though both can't shoot initially. Giannis actually got better from year yes. one to year two, where Simmons, yes. he's literally just doing what he did last year, and that was great, and that's fine. But, yo, dude, like we said before, we were having a conversation this time last year in the middle of the playoffs, like, yo, Ben Simmons, like, I won't trade – I won't trade mad guys for Ben Simmons. Like, I'm keeping them, you know? And for you yeah. to be in that air or in that tier, I'm kind of disappointed in him more so than anything. Yeah, I agree. And hopefully this is a big offseason for him because they're going to – they'll be going home soon. Uh, Brett Brown probably will get fired. and I, th- I think that's the biggest lock of the NBA offseason. He's going to be yeah. the fall guy. He has to be. But the cool thing is, like, he, he was around f- from the beginning, you know, so he'll land on his feet. Wouldn't be surprised if he's, you know, maybe in San Antonio or something like that. Um, but it seems like it was a thing like, yo, look, man, you know what? Let's give you two, three years with the pieces that we were tanking for because you were with us during the tank. During the tank. Exactly. You deserve, you know, a couple yeah. of years with us looking good. And and look, man, I'm worried about them headed into the offseason because they have a couple free agents and it's not a guarantee that they resign them. The process, right? This, this, the Sam Hinky. Uh, let's let's suck for five, six years as Zimpy does the the prayers. Hinky, uh, Hinky, um, Hinky was the uh, was the fall guy. He was 
So, yo, you want to laugh? Sixers fans love Sam Hinkie. Yeah. Like, there's mad love for him because, like, he built this, you know, like, and he, and I bet you he probably would have done it a little bit different too because they got rid of him, you know, a few years ago. And then I think it's Elton Brand is the new GM. Um, so, you know, who knows if he would have stayed, if he, if he would have stayed there. Do you know where, what Sam Hinkie is doing nowadays? Nope. He is a consultant. Take a guess for what team. The I'll Nets. give you, I'll give you, I'll give you 50 bucks if you get it. Phoenix Suns. No. I'll give you 100 bucks if you get it. New York Knicks. Nope. I'll Los give Ange- you three more <laughs> guesses. Los Angeles Lakers. I'll give you 500 bucks if you get it. San Antonio Spurs. No. All right. You give up? Yeah. The Denver Broncos. <laughs> As if he face bombs. Dude. John Elway, cons- what are you doing? He's a consultant for the Denver Broncos, man. Sam Hinkie right now. The former Trust the Process um, GM. I heard it today on uh, Colin Cowherd's show. That's awesome. Yeah, he's hired as an ana- analytics consultant for the Denver Broncos. Uh, Sam Hinkie, the GOAT. So, question. The reason why I bring him up, right? He tanked all these years. Was the process successful or no? Like, is this what the process was supposed to be? A second round exit every year? Problem was faults, man. Was it just faults? Yeah, because if, if faults would have panned out, it's a different team. All right, so like, because he was the first. Remember, they traded up for him. Yes, yes, but so, but like, yo, uh, uh, and now it's literally a wash. Is is it a process though? When it's like, yo, Carter Williams, Nerlens Noel, Okafor, faults. You really hit on two of your six strap Simmons and Embiid. Dario was a steal. You're right. They got rid of him too for, for Jimmy Butler, which I, I think for the most part, I'd do that trade again too because Jimmy Butler is like, he's really shown you why. Yeah, why you brought him in. Why you brought Great. him in. Yeah, I, I have no problems with that. But like, yo, he's 33%. You yeah. just, basically you did what every team does. You just, you whiffed on some draft picks. You hit on some draft picks. Like I said, the number one pick you can't miss on that, and I think the faults faults will be the down the downfall of the process without a doubt. Because if they, even if he was like above average, right? Like even if he wasn't your traditional number one pick, even if he was like above average, it would be it would be night and day difference. You know, he needed to be a starter on your team right now. Yes, and where is he? Orlando, <laughs> yeah, honestly, like G League bound. Yeah, he's on the Magic. I think he's but, on the Magic. No, he is on the Magic, but it's like. Yo, he's, it's just, there's yeah. just too many issues. That's the issue. It was faults. You know, even the Okafor thing, like no big deal. You know, like you're not going to hit on all your first round picks. Like it's just not going to happen. So, but you could, but like missing on the number one pick was a huge issue. And the worst part was they traded up. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they traded they, up two spots. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's stay with the series, man. How do you, how do you feel about what you've seen so far? A little recap of uh, Raptors, Raptors, Sixers, you know, Kawhi has just been a. Uh, uh, on savage. fire when he's not on the court it's a different story for toronto but he's playing a lot look i, I said it earlier uh as good as joel Embiid has been there's times where he still is like a kid man like he i wish he was a little bit more savvy like he's relying on physicality which mm-hmm. is sensational but the problem is when you go up against a raptors team with mark gasol who's probably one of the better interior defenders you know left in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. You can't body him and you can't kind of um, um, get to the certain spots on the court that you want to um, when you have a savvy vet like Gasol there. So uh, I think what Gasol's in his 11th season. Um, and look, you, you take you go a couple, back a couple weeks, you know, and Bede was doing whatever he wanted against the Nets because who did they have defending him? Ed Davis and Jared Allen who are undersized at the at the five, right? So you put Embiid up against a center who's a little bit more physical and who's been around the block and he's not the same player. Um, and then obviously the, the other issue is the fact that he hasn't really been healthy. So, um, you know, I, I, he starts every game, but he's he's kind of been limited. So, you know, I just think that, you know, that like you said, Embiid's their best player and he's running up uh, running up into a really good defender. Um, I have here Embiid's 9 of 28 from the field when Gasol's his primary defender. So, you know, that's not good. That's a little under 33%. 
Uh, and then also shout out you know, Siakam. We've been talking about him all year. Um, he is now turning into the number two and not Kyle Lowry on this Raptors team. He's kind of, uh, what do you, I have here, 9 of 10 from the free throw line the other day, 25 points, 8 boards, 3 dimes, 2 steals, and a block. He's turning into the number two on the team. Um, you know, and Leonard had a bad night. So, you know, awesome that he could pick him up. And, and, and it's interesting to see Kyle Lowry be that number three. So, uh, Reddick can't hit a three. Jimmy Butler's the only one putting things in. Mm. Um, but, you know, he's the only one scoring and he's doing a really good job on defense. Uh, and Simmons is tired. So, and look, they got Greg Monroe shooting threes. It's, it's a mess there. Yeah, that's really it. It's a mess. And you know what? Honestly, Brett Brown is going to be the fall guy, but I don't know who could coach this team. Like, I can't think of someone that could come and figure it out. And also, Kyle Lowry, if he's your third option, I think that's ideal. Siaka might be the best thing that's happened to this team because, yo, you've seen the Kyle Lowry sucks video, right? Nah. What? Dude, I tagged you on this on Instagram the other day. I got to watch it then. So Wait, just, what is it of? So it's this kid, right? He's like laying down on the floor and his, and his boy's recording him. And he's like, Kyle Lowry scored seven points. He's like, that's three buckets. He's like, I yo, did. Kyle Lowry sucks. He's like, yo, you give me 100 mil, I'll pull up like Steph Curry. He's like, yo, that. he's like, I'll take Rondo, and he don't shoot over Kyle Lowry. And then he's like, I'll take Darren Williams. I know he trash, but I expect greatness from Kyle. Yo, that video, guys, is the greatest video. And he's anytime he, sc- he has a shitty playoff game, it's always uh, surfacing on the internet. He's getting paid over $30 million, if I'm not mistaken, at this point yeah. uh, with that contract. And He's supposed to be your number two, but the problem is Kyle Lowry hasn't produced in the playoffs for, I feel like, his entire career. He had the one bounce-back game in the first round after the Magic, right? That Magic series. Yeah. Game two, he had a great game two. And I feel like he's been lukewarm the entire play- rest of the playoffs. So it's no surprise that Kyle Lowry isn't doing much, but, you know, you know, shots to Siakam for being the number two now. So, you know, we'll see who they take. We'll see, you know, they're going to play the Bucs in the, in, the, in the Eastern Conference Final. I will say, it wouldn't surprise me if this goes seven. Because it, it all depends on how where where is their state of mind right now going back to, to Philly. You get blown out by 36. Butler comes out and says, we laid an egg. It happens, but it doesn't happen in a game five where the series is 2-2. Like that happens in like a game one, kind of like, yo, maybe we had too much of a rest. Maybe we swept around before. Kind of it, it shouldn't happen in a game five. Uh Kawhi Leonard right now is probably is he averaging over 35 points in the series? I believe so, yeah. He's at 36.3. Yeah, that's crazy. It was over 40 at one point. Yeah, so, yeah, he only scored 21 last game. Um, you, see, um, you see Max Kellerman say that he'd rather he's Kawhi's better than Kobe? Yeah, I did see that. Um, you're shaking your head, right? This guy's drunk. This guy was drunk. He, he know what it is? He, <laughs> you know what it is? He, you know those little 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 bottles of liquor, those, the shooters? Yeah. He probably had a couple of those in his drawer at his desk. He probably drank. He probably had a few shots before he got on the set, because that, that's the only way you can say that you'd rather have Kawhi over Kobe. And, and like Stephen A. said, like you're probably thinking of end of the road Kobe, not you know Finals MVP, five championships, you know Kobe being Bryant. I, I will say one thing. Uh, his biggest argument was that <clears throat> Kawhi is better in the clutch. Um, at this point in their career is 27 years old. Kobe, 3 of 16 in games and game-winning shots uh, in the playoffs. Kawhi, 3 of 9. So they both hit three shots. Kawhi, better percentage because he's taking less. The other thing I'll say is, look, some of the most annoying people on Twitter are Russell Westbrook fans, Kobe Bryant fans. You Kobe know, the, stan. Kobe stands, right? Here's the thing. Uh, check out Kobe Bryant's playoff history without Gasol and Shaq miserable I'll take I'll take uh, I'll take your answers off the air yeah but like I mean I I feel that but at the same time like if you want to compare him to Jordan the when when Jordan left the left the Bulls I think the Bulls almost won 60 games and they probably would have won the championship without him or they got pretty damn close um you know in, in one of those NBA finals when Shaq when it was Shaq and Kobe Shaq fouled out and Kobe led that team after so there's arguments to be made on both sides but I think it's too soon to kind of have the Kobe Kawhi argument because Kawhi's got what one ring, yeah, and Kobe's got what five, yeah. It's a little too early. It is early, yeah. And at, at twenty-seven years old, you know, Kobe had three championships to Kawhi's one, also. So yeah. there's that. And also, Kobe came into the league as a phenom, 
Like yeah. this dude 18 came years in, old on yeah. contest. Quite needed to develop a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, anything else on this series you want to touch on? No, I, I think it's Toronto for sure. Um, you know, Brett Brown is gone, and then we'll see what the Sixers do in the offseason um, with Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. That's that's I, that's what I'm very, very, very interested to see. All right. Let's uh, give me your biggest playoff loser. Who's a guy or a team or a coach uh, that kind of this playoffs has been rough on his brand, his his stock has, I want to say skyrocketed down, but you know you feel a little different about him now as opposed to maybe a month ago. It's a guy that I've been chatting up a bit, but it's got to be Kyrie Irving. Um, the walking bucket, as I like to call him. Uh, he's been kind of cold this series. Um, and, you know, the problem with, with Kyrie is... All right. The problem with Kyrie is the fact that the Celtics got to the Eastern Conference Finals last year and they won seven games and he wasn't on the court. And so now everyone's kind of confused as to what's going on where the team is, is on paper appears to be better. Um, they are... He's a very ball-dominant player. Mm-hmm. And the Celtics last year were kind of, you know, playing, you know, we're moving the ball a little bit more. You you have guys like uh, Al Horford leading the team in assists, moving the ball a lot more. And then you bring in Kyrie Irving, who's a more ball dominant guy who, who needs the rock. He needs his 20 shots. And, and now he's kind of getting a bad look, but there's, there's no excuse really, to be honest, right? They finished fourth in the East. They under, they underachieved throughout the regular season, even if they had tons of injuries or different, different types of injuries as the course of the season went on. But I think it's Kyrie Irving because the Celtics have, have, have dramatically underachieved and, and, and he's kind of the fall guy. Cause he's even, t- he's putting the blame on himself. Like he's like, you know, I brought myself, you know, this is the reason why the Celtics traded for me and, 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 and they're underachieving, you know, the team as a, as a whole is underachieving, but you know, he's the leader. So, uh, for me, the loser is Kyrie Irving without <laughs> a doubt. Yeah. And it was funny how after game three, he said, you know, uh, it's not going to happen again. I think he went like seven of 22 or six of 21. I think he went seven of twenty one, and then he said it's not going to happen again. And then I think he went seven of twenty two. Yeah, yeah, and like two of his buckets he got where like the game was already decided. Yo, yeah, look, it's a lot easier to be Robin. Um, yeah, you know he wa- he wanted you're, this. You're right. You're right, and I think that you're absolutely right. It's easier to be Robin than Batman, but he wanted to be Batman. But the truth is, this season is 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 telling everybody that he's not good enough to be the best player on a championship team. Yo, he's, def- he's definitely good enough to be the second best player on the championship team. He's done it. Yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it. Yo, like, I, I know I'm putting you on the spot right now, but how many guys can be the best player on a championship team right now in the league? Six? Yeah. Uh, Seven, maybe? Like, I is say- it a bad thing if you're number two, bro? Like, I, I never... I never understood it. I don't know. It's it, like, I, I guess pro- everyone I think- has different I, egos and whatnot, but... I, I think the problem was it wasn't the fact that he was number two is just the guy that he was number two underneath and the situation he was, he was bat He was Robin to LeBron James in Cleveland. You know what mm. I'm saying? It's not, it's, 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 it's a different conversation with, if he was on the Lakers and the number and the number one guy was, I can't even think of a player like a KD, right? Like, yeah, it's the fact that he was in LeBron's hometown and he was number, number two to LeBron where we all know LeBron got all the credit. Um, yeah. That, Kyrie that's hit the shot. That's the thing, right? It, it 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 has to be a tough scenario to play with LeBron, just be being any LeBron's teammate. Because when you in win, general. it's sort of like the quarterback in a way, right? When LeBron James wins and the it's quarterback all- wins, it's all man. It's the quarterback or LeBron. He played great, but unlike the quarterback, where when the quarterback loses, you know, Peyton Manning one time lost the playoff game where he threw four touchdowns. And then he's won a playoff game where he threw five interceptions. Whereas LeBron James, when he loses, it was, God damn it, this supporting cast. Yeah, they're pointing fingers. They're pointing um, fingers, everyone. You mentioned this earlier, though. Highest points per game in elim- elimination games. Kyrie, 31.2 points per game. He's going to bring it tonight, but I just think it's a little too late. Yeah, it's a little too late. And also, you know, if, if you're looking into um, like body language and, and on-court chemistry, it seems like... I think the Celtics might be checked out on Kyrie. Yeah, I think Jalen Rose said on uh, on on Get Up that the Celtics are already packing Kyrie's bags. Um, 
And like, yo, the way he walked off the court the other day, the other night, like he walked off the court ahead of, um, ahead of everybody else. It's not a good look. All right, I'm gonna come up with a hot take for my biggest loser. Give me, because this team might end up winning the championship still. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Warriors, and here's why. It seems like the dynamic of this team has changed where, you know, I asked this question a couple weeks ago on Twitter. Is it possible for you to be the best player on the team but not be the most important player on the team? Right now, Kevin Durant is the best player in the world, and he's the best player on the Warriors. The most important player on that team, though, is Steph Curry. Yep. But it seems like Durant kind of has thrown a wrench in all of their plans because... All signs point to him leaving. Look, the New York Knicks right now are 16-1 to 1 to win the NBA championship next year. They're the fourth favorite in the East. That means that he's more than likely coming here from what we know about sports books and betting. Yep. Yep. They're t- they know something that we don't know, right? Yep. You- Clay Thompson is upset with his role, and he's kind of been like, it seems like he shoots now, not because he's in rhythm. It's just like, yeah, I'm not going to get the ball back. Someone compared it to him t- picking up the crumbs. Like, he's getting just, like, little bit of exposure, a little bit of usage. And, like, yo, there might come this time October, there might be a scenario where, yo, Durant might be out the door. Clay might be out the door. Remember, Clay got opt out. I, I think that if, if, I think if KD leaves, Clay is happy. And it's not even about who KD is. I just think like you're right. He just needs he wants more shots. He's he can't get in rhythm shooting once a quarter, you know? Like Clay's a guy that can hit 13 threes in a game. He's a guy that could put up 50 points, 60 points in the game whereas, you know, KD can obviously do that too. I'm not I'm not taking anything away from him, but Clay's a guy that needs to get a rhythm and he needs to get his he needs to get his looks, he needs to get his shots. And when he's the th- what? Third option if yeah. that, right? It's 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 not the same. So, um I mean, I'm not. I'm not mad at you. Like during certain stretches, like the Warriors kind of just look out of it. And and look, I, I've said this before. They play sloppy sometimes when they have a lead, but it's not the case when they're playing the Rockets, where it's tight games. Like they'll grab a rebound and then they'll just like like no one knows what to do. No one knows who's bringing the ball up. Is it Katie bringing the ball up? Is it Steph bringing the ball up? I I I still feel like they're they're still trying to work out the kinks a couple years later. And they're a great team, but like they make sloppy passes. They turn the ball over. At this point, after game four, Houston looks like the more crisp team. Yeah, but I, I just think like, you know, looking at this team, I agree with you with every, everything that you're saying, but I just feel like if you're the Golden State Warriors, your main priority as great as Kevin Durant has been with him pretty much being checked out is I would be like, yo, look, I got to keep these two together. I got to keep the Splash Brothers because honestly, yo, when, you know, one day when we're taking our kids to basketball games and shit and hopefully we're doing this for real and we're on ESPN or we're on some of these networks and we're getting paid to talk sports, we're going to look back at Golden State and the first thing I'm going to think of is, yo, Splash Brothers. I would want to keep that that too because to me, that's the core. To me, the core is the Splash Brothers. And as great as Draymond Green has been for them, like you always knew that, yo, I can bank on Clay getting me 20 and Curry will go for 30. I just think that the the identity of this team is the Splash Brothers, and I think the biggest loser right now for the way things are turning out, you know, this series is very, very compelling. Um, Perfect little segue into the biggest winners for me. I think it's the Houston Rockets, man. And I told you before we started recording, and at first you kind of looked at me like, huh, is this Tim talking, hot takes? But hear me out. I think the most dominant team that we've seen are these this core of – excuse me, this run of the Golden State Warriors the last five years, right? They've won three championships. They're on pace to get their fourth championship right now. They're minus 120 still to uh, to to win the title. It'd be put out his famous tweet, bet the house. Bet the house. What is that? What, did I, what was it, minus 150? Yeah, minus 150 still on the Warriors to win the championship, right? I, but, won, I wonder what it is now. Yeah, minus, minus 125 at the moment. Looking at it right I'll now. I'll bet the house on the Warriors still minus 125. This is the summer house now that we're betting, right? Yeah, this is the lake house, not the, the regular la- house. The lake house. So I just think that, yo, look, for all the heat that the Rockets get, for all their decision-making, for their style of basketball, this has been the biggest foe to the Golden State Warriors because they've been able to play Golden State to tough, tough games the last two years, whether it's the regular season or the playoffs. 
it's a team that Golden State always got up for. I know the regular season doesn't matter to a lot of people, but when Golden State was coming into town for Houston and then vice versa, Golden State was like, yo, look, there's a team we got to let them know that, you know, you're not just going to walk all over us, right? And this is a team that has really tested the Warriors many times. And they've also tested this version of the Warriors that seem to be unstoppable. And I think that win or lose, man, I think the biggest, it's been a success for the Rockets for me. I think the yeah. fact that you're going up against this juggernaut who, look, if we do a sports betting show, right, and we always talk about how, like, we've never seen a team being minus $200, meaning 200 to win you 100 to win a championship. That's what the Warriors have been. It's out of this world. So, um, No, that, that's that's valid. Yeah, man, um, I, just, I, I just think that the, the, the Rockets, no matter how this series turns out, and look, this series has been super tight. If you take the combined scores of the games, Golden State is up one point. So it's been a very, very compelling and interesting series. And everyone's defended home court. Game five is tonight. I'm really upset that we can't talk about game five, really, because, you know, that's obviously going to dictate the entire series for the most part. But uh, gut feeling, does this go seven? Nah, I think Golden State wins in six. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it goes seven. I think no matter the outcome of tonight's game, I think it goes seven. The issue is it's now, you know, who has home court? Yeah. Last year, who had home court and who has home court this year? Yep, that's fair. That's I, think very it's a, fair. I think it's an interesting dynamic. For sure. Who's your biggest winner of the playoffs? So I met, So before we hit record, um, I had one person in mind, and I've changed my mind. Um, that was weird. Uh, for me, it's Paul Millsap. Uh, oh, shit. Well, the old man. Is he yours? Nah, nah, he's not mine. I'm just hyped when it's like, yo, I always pop because us two seem to find like Randoms. gems. Like the random guys. We're about like a couple weeks early on people. And all right, go on. Tell me about the OG Paul Millsap. Well, Nuggets didn't make the playoffs last year, large in part because of Paul Millsap being injured. Big free agent move in the offseason, missed about yeah. half their season. Yeah. And he was and he got hurt this year too, right? He he still wasn't hundred percent. He wasn't, um, but he did play a lot more, and that was the biggest thing. Um, but Millsap's been super solid um, in the Portland matchup, um, and and after doing a little bit of digging, um, it's not a surprise because he actually played really well against them in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, in three games, uh, averaged twenty points a game, shooting sixty three percent, even shooting sixty percent from three. Um, so Millsap's been, you know, he, he's been doing damage to Portland the entire you know, regular season. And now he's doing real good work to them in the regular se- uh, in the playoffs. And what's interesting is now you throw and his cancer's bum ass on defense into the mix. Um, <laughs> and you know, it, 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 it's, it's, kind of tough to stop. Um, and then, so on Tuesday night, well, he had 12 points in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to put that in, into perspective, Millsap averaged 12 points per game this season. Yeah. He finished that game with 24, eight boards, two dimes, and a steal on two blocks in 34 minutes. So um, I, I love what Paul Millsap's been doing. He's kind of been, in my opinion, the X factor. Um, Jokic, is, they're running him into the ground. I think he played like 60-something minutes in that quadruple overtime game. Um, you, know, you know, Jamal Murray's an X factor too. They go as he goes. But um, if – if if Paul Millsap is is scoring at at, at an efficient clip, um, they're a really te- tough team to beat. So for me, it's Paul Millsap for what he's doing this series, but you know for what he's done earlier as well. Yeah, that's a that's a strong take. That's a good take too. And you know what, I would love to find out what's his impact been on Jokic. Think about it. Jokic kind of took the next step last year when Millsap got there. So what is it behind the scenes? Like, is Millsap? The, the the OG, like I coined them, on this team. Look, the Nuggets have, I believe I saw the seventh youngest team in NBA playoff history. And, you know, we did, you know, you want to talk about biggest winners of the playoffs, folks. <laughs> the, the most dynamic backcourt in, in podcasting. Me and Ippy have given you guys some gem of takes, yep. right? Not to put ourselves over, but we're going to. You know, we talked about Kemba Walker and the Supermax scenario. And then Budenholzer, Giannis. Budenholzer, Giannis, Jokic, and the Nuggets being a, a playoff team this year after not missing. I even talked, someone asked us on a People's Podcast uh, a couple of months ago, who's the most underrated player in the NBA? And I said Gary Harris. Yo, Gary He's Harris, right. he went from being overpaid to now, I think, underpaid and underrated, yo. Yep. Gary Harris, man, he really shut down the guards for the Spurs last series. He's doing 
a good job on the backcourt of Portland as well. I think that's been a big X factor. Yep. And it's been a coming out party for some of these guys on the Nuggets who we know about. Like even Mike Malone, man. Mike Malone's a really good coach. He just got a, a bad rep with, with the Kings. They got rid of him too early. Everyone gets a bad rep with the Kings, bro. That's true. That's true. But, yo, look, even Michael Porter Jr., you're seeing those tweets coming up, right, Imp? Can you can only imagine how they're going to look with Michael Porter Jr. if he's healthy next year. He's, he, throwing, he's throwing windmills on Instagram videos. If he turns into anything like they thought he would be, watch out for this team. Watch and, out for and, this team. and kudos to that front office because they knew that they didn't have to. They, I think, like I said, kudos to the front office for knowing what they had on the roster already because – I think they picked him 14th. You could have probably picked, you know, some form of an impact player with that position, you know, at, in that position in the first round. At the so, it, it, kudos for for knowing what they had on the roster and being able to pick a kid that's essentially getting redshirted. So, you know, they 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 they, they, they you know they took a risk and, and it paid off because they finished as what the second team in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking good as you know they're they're probably going to advance. Um, and then they have a they have a kid that probably would have went first in the draft or first, second, or third if he didn't get hurt. So, you know, like I said for the third time, kudos to the front office. Yeah, yeah. If he that that might be the steal of the draft if he ends up, yeah, being anything like he he's supposed to be. Uh, How about you? Not nah, uh, well. I said the biggest one is with the the Rockets for oh, me. Oh yeah, okay, Rockets. And, Rockets. and then I kind of just talked the talked us up a little bit. Um, Got it. Yo, anything else? Anything else you want to touch on? Uh, I mean, I'm surprised that the, I'm I'm surprised just staying on the on the Blazers Nuggets series a bit. Like, I'm surprised how bad Denver killed Portland in the paint and on the glass. Not necessarily in the paint, but definitely on the glass. Um, uh, uh Portland was terribly, terribly, terribly out rebounded. Um, which is surprising when you have a guy like Ennis Canner. Um, uh, sixty-two forty-four. Uh, out rebounded in total and fifty two thirty one on the defensive side. So, um, just just surprised by that. And and you know, obviously Denver does a lot of their work on the inside. So, you know, I, I think it's over after this game. To be honest with you, um, I think they wrap it up. Uh, and just surprised, you know, how, how how well Denver's faring on the glass with 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 like a guy like Jokic who's kind of unathletic and, and Millsap who's a tweener, right? Like, not the biggest guys. Yeah, I'm looking at a a series recap right now. Yeah, what about our boy Rodney Hood though? Damn, can Rodney you tell Hood. can you tell people why I'm tweeting about you about Rodney Hood for the for those that might not know or might have not caught on? What what's our love affair with Rodney Hood? He's an analytics legend. Like all of the nerds, the basketball nerds love this guy for whatever reason. I think he you know he takes high. I, I don't know. He just hit, he just hit shots. He's like I think if like you ran his stats. Uh, he's that's like, what it was. If you run, if you run Rodney Hood stats, like the efficiency and the numbers he puts up per minutes, like per minutes per game, w- w- at, you know his efficiency with the amount of time he plays, um, he he's in like ridiculous uh, company. Um, so it's just he's he's an analytics legend, and, and analytics has taken over the NBA. So Rodney Hood legend. If if he wasn't playing, he he took over at the end of that game. It's it's also because when Gordon Hayward left in free agency, everyone was like, "Yo, they got Rodney Hood," right? All the analytics nerds were like, "Yo, they got Rodney Hood." If you if you take his his per thirty six over thirty six, it's better than Gordon Hayward's. It's like, "Yo, bro, you know Come what I know? On. Gordon Hayward could ball, and like Rodney Hood cannot like sniff his jock strap." But yeah. like when Rodney Hood balls out, I always think of Impy in that take. You want to just hop around? Do you want to talk about Celtics Bucks? Because I, I just I, I have a couple of things to say that like yeah, go ahead. Um, so I mentioned you know Kyrie, you know not shooting well. Um, what happened to Gordon Hayward? Kind of you know you're paying him tons of money, not necessarily doing what he should. Um, Tatum should probably get to the basket a little bit more. And then I have written here like so Bill Simmons is under the impression that. And he's a Celtics guy, so I, I I love kind of going to hometown guys for the takes on their team, and and Bill Simmons says that the, he says the Eastern Conference Finals run last year was overrated because the East was terrible, and he that's a, a fair point. point. That's, that's fair. a good point. That's a good point. Um, and then the fact that there's even any type of you know slander towards kind of Danny Ainge is ridiculous because. Um, I can understand the, the complaints about the roster now, but like earlier on in the season, they probably had the, on paper the second best roster in the NBA. 
And so, you know, I've gone on the record saying that they've been hurt a decent amount over the course of the season. Even Marcus Smart didn't play early on. So mm. they just, you know, I don't know, man. This Talk about a team that disappointed me the most this year is definitely the Boston Celtics. Man, you know what's funny? There was a, cause there was that picture that was going around of, um, it was like media day and yeah, it yep. was, it was like, it was Gordon Hayward, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Horford, and Kyrie. And it was like, who's going to stop them? Bleacher Report said. And then someone quote tweeted it. And it said, uh, <laughs> Pat Connington and George Hill. And I had like 50,000 retweets. And I was, yo, I shit myself because, yo, George Hill too, man. Dude, what do you think LeBron is, is, is thinking right now? I don't think there's any ill will at all. No, um, I know. But it's like, yo, why couldn't you guys like hit a jump shot last year for me, son? Yeah, I mean, I think it has a lot to say about the coaching. Mike Budenholzer is a very, very underrated coach. Um, as I said before the season started, he knows how to do more with less than anybody else in the league, and he's clearly showing it. Like, I, I had this argument with my buddy. Like, in the Bucks celtics series, list from one to five or one to six, who are the best players? Giannis, you could give me Giannis one. But then, in my opinion, it's, it's like Kyrie, Horford, probably Tatum, or or do you nah, take Chris, nah, nah. Or is Chris Middleton? I, I, I'd take Middleton over over uh, Tatum. Let's okay, not get too about, crazy. What about Gordon Hayward? Would you have Gordon Hayward over Middleton? N- no, not right now. Not the way Middleton's been playing. What about uh, I said Hayward? What about Horford? Horford, I, I think so. Like yo, it goes back to what I I talked about before, where I think Horford's the most important player on that team. Yeah. And, like, Kyrie's the best player on that team. I think after Giannis, it's debatable. Uh, after Kyrie and Giannis won two, it's debatable for three, four. Like, I just like the the, the Celtics have a way better roster overall than the Bucs. And the Bucs are just doing more with with less. Do you like, also think that – do you think Brad Stevens takes a hit as, like, being this, like, guru coach? Because – Yo, there were there were times last year and like over the last couple of years where it's like, would you trade Brad Stevens for yeah, like yeah. Anthony Davis? And you're like, uh, I would. <laughs> I think uh, you I'd always take the franchise player over the coach. You can have a you can have a bad you could be a great coach and have a bad year. Yeah, yeah, you know he's always been the does does more with less kind of thing. Like. Yeah. As bad as the East was and what Bill Simmons said as, like, a, a Celtics fan and shit, like, yeah, the East was pretty whack last year. But, yo, when you lose $50 million, which is what Gordon Hayward and Kyrie made last year, and they're out, and you take that team to the Eastern Conference Finals Game 7 against the LeBron James team, like, that's impressive to me, yo. Yeah. And the way you are managing these young guys' minutes, that's impressive. But I do think that – I think Budenholzer showed you that, like, yo, look, look what I could do when I got an MVP, son. What up? Yeah, and he didn't have an elite player like that in Atlanta. Never. This is the best guy he's ever had. So I'm saying. So it, that's why I was so high on the Bucks going into the season, just because Budenholzer is a sensational coach, and he's never had a guy like Giannis before. And then obviously Giannis took the next step, without a doubt. But like, I'm just saying, man, you got to give credit to Mike Bud. Yo, it's not gonna happen, but it's possible. Nuggets Bucks in the finals. Yeah, you would have to like. You'd have to go on like a wild, like alcoholic bender, bender. because yo, it was the two teams you were super high on, and if they were to yeah. make it to the finals, it'd be it'd be so on brand for you because you've been I on a roll of of goat calls lately. Nice picks, bet no pick. N- nice picks, and I don't bet on them. You know, uh, as we wrap up here, Marco, who we've had on um, NBA shows in the past, both on Degeneration Bets and on uh, VM. He hit me up. He's like, yo, did you did you and Impy ever bet on Budenhoser and, and Giannis or MVP? I was like, no. He's like, oh, you guys are – he's like, yo, you guys give all these plays and you never bet on them. I was like, yep, yeah, that's sort of becoming the brand for us. This year, this is going to be a totally different season coming up, I'm telling you right now. Starting with football, uh, any of the any of the takes I have, I'm going to put some you know financial backing behind them and same goes for the NBA season coming up. Without a doubt because this Pat Mahomes thing was ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, He's on the cover of Madden, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think this uh, is this is a good place for us to wrap up uh, yeah, before Ippy starts started. crying. No, uh, yeah, I, I just I'm, I'll start crying, and you know my Celtics, and I'm a guy from New York. My Celtics are going to get knocked out tonight. So, hey, where can they find you if they want to contact you? Uh, uh, I M P Y seven one eight on uh, Instagram and Twitter. What about you? 
You can find me at the Lamb Show Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch. Uh, Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum for a monthly subscription, a small monthly subscription. You get a lot of nice perks, and there's some more incentives for you to guys go over there and sign up. Uh, shout out to the loyalist.com slash veterans minimum. You guys want to get some merch. I've gotten hit up a couple times on my Twitch stream and on Twitter about getting some VM merch. Definitely go and check that out. And, uh, at veterans minimum on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Uh, thank you guys for your contributions with VM shoot around and we yep. will catch you probably with a conference finals preview. I'd say. Yes, Next week. for sure. We can, I, we'll be able to do that. I think we'll be able to do that. All right. Uh, later, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.